do two walk together except they make an appointment and have agreed. I like that, make an appointment. Let's make an appointment here and come into agreement. The message says, do two people walk hand in hand if they aren't going to the same place? That'd be pretty hard to do, wouldn't it? <laughs> like that. Now, this, this phrase, can two walk together except they agreed, unless they meet together and appoint time and place, when and where they shall set out, what road they shall take, and whither they will go. Without such consultation and agreement, it cannot be thought they should walk together, and not amicably, unless united in friendship, and are of the same affection to each other, and of the same sentiment one with another. So, you know, I'm sure we all have been around people that we don't know very well, and we're walking with them, but we wonder sometimes, okay, what are they going to think about this, or what are they going to think about that? You know, I, uh, I always like to send, uh, uh, I take pictures of the icicles down there, you know, the, at Noel, the little ones, you know, about like that, you know, it comes all the way down from the bluff, all the way down there, and I send them to the Philippines. They, they love it, and they said, oh, my, I wish we was there, and I said, I wish you was here, and I was there. Because it's 84 degrees there. And, uh, but yet at the same time, they said, what is it like for, to have snow? I said, I'm praying for one inch of snow one time before Jesus comes to fall on the Philippines. That would be a miracle. But I, then I said, then I'd like to see what your comments would be about it. <laughs> you know, and then whenever I sent them, well, this morning when I got up, it was a negative four Fahrenheit not Celsius, a negative four Fahrenheit, and they said, what's that like? And I said, cold, 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 cold. And, and so, you know, when we're there, we can walk together. We can walk together. But before we can agree with each other, we have to be in agreement with God and His Word. With God and His Word. Malachi, Matthew 18, 19, again I say unto you that if any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything they ask of the Father, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So I'm going to ask you to do something tonight. We're going to count off here tonight so that everybody can hear. So I'm going to ask Amy, would you start off verbally? He's 12. <laughs> See, we can't walk together. We can't walk together. I don't want to be 20 again. I got through it one time without being killed. Okay. Now, so, can we agree that there's more than two or three of us here? So, with just what we're starting with tonight, we have the ability, 
to really move some things for God this year and for ourselves. Now, the Amplified reads in verse 19 and 20, Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony together about whatever, anything and everything they may ask, it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered, drawn together, as my followers in or into my name, there I am in the midst of them. So we don't have to be in the same room. We don't have to be in the same nation. We're all on the same planet Earth. And His presence is with us wherever we're at. We can be talking. I can be talking somewhere in, the, in another country on the phone, but His presence is there. So when we think about this, we need to understand Jesus put His name on the line for us. Look at John 14, 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. That's a promise in the name of Jesus. If we ask it in the name of Jesus, according to this right here. Sometimes we don't mean to, but we give people false information that, well, all you, all you got to do is just ask God to do this or ask God to do that. Wait a minute, wait a minute. If you're a doer of the Word of God, then you can ask God to do those things, and you can expect God to do it for you. But if you're not a doer of the Word of God, if you're not faithful to God in His Word, then, hey, you're going to bounce off the wall and everything else until you get your heart right with God. Am I right? Can everybody agree with that? Anybody disagree with it? Okay, so we're going on. All right. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, again, let me read the Amplified. And I will do, I myself, I like that, Jesus Himself will grant whatever you ask in my name, Jesus, uh, as a presenting all that I am, so that the Father may be glorified and extolled through his, the Son. Yes, I will grant, I myself will do it, will do for you, whatever you ask in my name, as presenting all that I am, all that I am. So what's happened? He's given, he's put himself right there for us. Come in my come in my name, be a doer of my word, pray your prayer, and expect. And expect. So when we agree with God, okay, we receive what Jesus does. He presents all that he is in into our request, our petition to God to grant it, to bring it into manifestation for us for the glory of God. Now, if we ask anything in the name of Jesus according to God's Word, we come into agreement with what God's Word says. Jesus will do it. He intercedes for us that the Father may be glorified in Him. When we pray in the name of Jesus, He takes our prayer, our petition, to another level, a level in faith, okay, where the devil cannot touch it. When we ask God for anything, I want my family to be saved. I want my family to be in church. I want my family to be serving God right along with me. If they can't be locally with me, I want them serving in another church where they'll be taught God's Word, the uncompromised Word of God. I want them to get that. 
So when we ask God for anything in the name of Jesus, we ask by the authority of Jesus. He's given us that authority. The authority God gave to Jesus, He gave to us. When we have His name, and we have been given the power of attorney to use His name, the most powerful name, and we have full access to His name. So we see that Jesus becomes our intercessor. Thank God. If anybody knows how to pray, it's Jesus. Okay? Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now you can read the Amplified on that. Hebrews 7 of 25. Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make make intercession for them. You can read the Amplified on that. So what happens? We refuse, refusing to worry is refusing to fear. We're not going to fear. This year, I decree by the authority of God's Word, there is no fear in this congregation. No fear. No fear. 1 John, 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love. So what are we going to do? We are going to walk in God's love. We're going to understand that we're all got flesh. Some of us more than others. Okay? But we all got flesh. <laughs> uh, I lost where I was at. <laughs> but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. That note, fear hath torment. Look, listen to, to the Amplified there. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but full-grown, complete, perfect love, mature love, turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment, and so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. So when a person worries about something, they are allowing fear in. They are putting their fear, their fear, their faith, their trust in what they are worrying about. They are believing the danger, the disaster is going to happen to them or someone else. We were not created to worry. Look at your neighbor saying he's talking about us. We were not created to worry. We were created to trust God and His Word. So I'm going to stop here for a few moments. This past year, the year of 2023, some great things was accomplished in this congregation and through this congregation because we are one. We are one. We have a media building back here. It's in operation. But this year it's going to become more in operation, and we're going to figure out and pray how do we... I, I'm, I'm mission-minded. You all know that. Very mission-minded. But I'm not willing to leave my local community and go into all the world. This is our Jerusalem. This is where the church is situated. I'm not willing to leave this community behind. This past year, some that aren't here tonight, but this past year, this congregation 
Now let me say one word and you listen to me. Everybody knows what the word soul means? S-O-W, not S-E-W, okay? S-O-W, you know what that means? So we have sown, S-O-W-N, this congregation has sown into missions. Now let me cite the missionaries. Where would they go? We got two Bible schools in India that we support. India is a very treacherous place because Sam Apollos is my, one of my spiritual sons. I spent a little over a week with him in, in uh, the UK here several years ago. Tremendous man of God and his wife and his family are all working together. But if they catch you there, catch you there they'll kill you. So we pray for a hedge of protection about them. We support a Bible, we support a school and an and orphanage in Uganda with over 400 children in it. We've just started supporting a women and children's ministry in Panama. We support a Bible school in the Philippines. We're getting ready to start supporting a ministry there that is developing a children's ministry, but we've already been supporting them, and now they're, they're coming into this. So we've got about five or six missions that we support. This congregation, this past year, has sown $17,400 into missions. And then we've, we've supported two here, Farmer Tom Ministries and Kenneth Copeland Ministries because of their reaching into the nations. And I'm telling you, I'm proud to say this congregation has supported this with their giving and everything. And I want to say thank you, and I'm very proud to be a pastor of this congregation. Very proud. And I think you need to give yourselves a good round of applause. Hallelujah. Because I'm telling you something. We're standing strong and going to get stronger on the Word of God this year. We're not going to back down. We're not going to back up. We're not going to give in, and we're not going to give up. I intend for this congregation to sow more in 2024. More, more, more. Why? Because this is part of our going into all the world and preaching the gospel. Now, I have a lot of ministries that I'm in contact with that want us to support them. Well, you could send us money if you want to. And I said, well, evidently, I don't want to then. But please don't be offended by my not saying, by saying that. I know you call yourself a pastor. You call yourself a minister. I don't know you. And until God speaks to me, we will not be a part of this. So you just as well slow it down. And I, I've told some of them, maybe I need to send you some teaching on faith. Well, I, I know about faith. I love God. No, I said, I don't question you loving God. But I question your faith because you want me to believe and send it to you instead of you believing God for it. So give me your email address and I'll send you teaching. They haven't got the email address to me yet after three or four weeks. Because I'm telling you something, God didn't call me, God didn't call this church to be their source. We'll point them all to Jesus. We'll point them all to Jesus. You've heard me speak about Lolita there in, in, in the Philippines. The 17th of this month, 
was her, her year, first year in heaven. But I'm proud of Amado, her husband, because he's going on with the ministry. And, and there was a question about it, but a few months before she went on to be with the Lord, she was fighting uh, health problems and everything. He started stepping up and started ministering. He was a behind-the-scenes man, but he started ministering. And he said, Papa, what am I going to do? And I said, you're going to carry on the ministry, and God's going to surround you with people that will strengthen you and support you. And they have done it. They have done it. And they just had a celebration over there. And I told him, I said, uh, here's from the Spirit of God. You're going to see a mighty move of the Holy Spirit as you have this celebration. And they did. Had people come in and receive Jesus as their Lord. And, and, you know, and I'm not a prophet. I don't claim to be a prophet. I just tell them what I believe God would have me to tell them, to encourage them. Hey, I didn't ask. I, I don't want to be a prophet. Too much responsibility. Sometimes I don't want to be a pastor because <laughs> of responsibility. Don't look at me like that. I may pray for God to put it on you or you or you or you or you. <laughs> but, you know, I thank God that I'm called. I am equipped to do it. And I am a fighter, I am a warrior, and nothing will take me down. Nothing or nobody. They've tried it in 41 years, almost 42 years. They've tried to take it down, and they haven't done it. But we know something. Agreeing with God is being fully persuaded. So what we want to come into this year, I want you to get a hold of some things. I want you to get a, write, write this down if you've got a pencil and paper there. I want you get hold and pay attention and read, and not just read it once, but read and get a hold of Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. Verses 8 through 12, concerning the tithe. Concerning the tithe. Because if anybody knows how to rebuke the devourer, it's God. But it also says in verse 14, 13 and 14, but your words have been stout against me. What does it benefit us if we serve the Lord? Well, a whole bunch. A whole bunch, I think. How? Well, but then I got to thinking. Go through the Bible, in the Old Testament especially, and every time it says, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, highlight that, and then when you get a chance, go through the Bible and count how many times God delivered the children of Israel, and the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. There's a bunch of boomers, <laughs> you know. Every time you turn around, they're doing something. Oh, oh, we'll never, oh, no, you deliver us from this, we'll serve you. Well, let me tell you something, that's not going to happen in this church. We're going to be delivered, and we are delivered, and we're going to be prosperous, and we're going to be strong, and we're going to be conquerors, because God is raising up warriors in this congregation. Anybody ready to be a warrior? If you are ready to be a warrior, stand to your feet. Hallelujah. I want you to look around. We're a, we're a congregation, and those that aren't here, I know their hearts. We're a congregation of warriors, and we, we support one another. We protect the back of one another. We protect the face of one another. We protect the sides of one another. And we're not going to have any of this fleshly stuff because God's going to bring us into a greater place, a greater activity with one another so that we can be all that God would have us to be.
so that God would have us. I got, I got, so that God, God would have us to be what we should be. And I'm telling you, I want you to look around. I don't see anybody up there and upstairs standing up, unless you're a shorty. Oh, <laughs> okay, just checking. I thought maybe he'd shrunk. <laughs> but, but you know, listen to me. Once we get a hold of this and we start praying, not just once in a while. I'm talking to about least once a week. Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 through 14. I'm talking about that at least once a week. You can be seated. You can be seated. That's concerning the tithe. But then we also want to include in this concerning the offering according to Luke 6, 38. Given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet or measure out, it shall be measured or meted to you again. So when we stand on that, at least once a week. And then you go to Acts 10.4, where it begins in Acts 10.3, talking to Cornelius. Cornelius was an unsaved man. But yet at the same time, he built a temple for the Israelis to, to worship in. And God spoke to him, send a man. I forget the name of the town, somewhere over there. Peter was on the rooftop praying. Joppa. Not Joplin, Joppa. Joppa. Yeah. I wanted to say that, but I wasn't, I wasn't for sure about that. You know, if you know my feelings about Joplin, more than once a month is too many times to go to Joplin. <laughs> you know, but, but whenever God ministered to Peter on the rooftop, told him about this, showed him some things, brought the sheet down, so to speak, and showed me, he said, Oh, Lord, there's no unclean thing has come into me. Hey, that which I have shown you or given to you, don't, don't call it unclean. So that's knocking on the door, asking for it. Peter goes to where Cornelius is. He ministers to them, and not only were they saved, but they were filled with the Spirit of God and begin to speak in other tongues. God is not finished with us yet. Be patient. God is not finished with us yet. We've still got a great work to do, but we have to start locally. We must start locally, not out of the area, locally. We've got to start locally. So that's why I'm looking and I'm praying about some things. I want you praying with me about some things. How do we begin to reach out to the local community? How do we reach out? How do we let them know, hey, we're here, we're here, and we're going to stay here, and we're going to see that Anderson is turned around because Anderson's had some hard blows. Anderson's in much confusion right now because of so many churches. And I have prayed and I have bound that spirit of confusion. And I said, you will not create confusion in this city. So when we think about this, we begin to realize this church has an anointing on it. Not to just stay locally, but not to forget locally, but to spread out more. Spread out more. Spread out to the county. Spread out to the state. Spread out to the United States. And I don't know, you know, 
the NOW Corporation, the NOW Organization goes into, what, 88 different countries? But my question is, how many countries are we know for sure that we're reaching? How many countries do we know for sure that they're hearing us? I want us to ask them, if you're hearing us, if you're getting this, please let us know. So we'll know if we're, if we're doing this, if we're, if we're not getting it. Maybe we need to do something else. I've been praying, what would a satellite dish cost? That don't go out of this church. <laughs> okay. What would it cost? What would it cost? I send teachings to about, well, they've kind of shut me down on the Internet. I can get it to two people now, and sometimes it don't do that. Well, we're unable to send this, and we're unable to send this. I was sending it to about 35 or 36 different people, ministers and all in, in the nations. And now it comes back, well, we're not able to send this, so I've tried it, splitting it up. We're not able to send this. And then they'll come on there. And one day I thought, I was running behind, and I, and I thought, I'm not going to send this out to later because there's 14 hours difference between us and them. They're in the Philippines and the other countries. There are six hours in some countries, eight hours in others. And I didn't even send it out. And they come on, on there and said, we're unable to send this teaching out to this and this. And I'm thinking, caught you all. I caught you all. I haven't sent anything. And I double-checked the date to see if they're talking about the date that I am. They're talking about it. And I said, Lord, I need some wisdom. How do I do this? How do I get this teaching out? To these other places. I'm still looking for an answer. I'm still looking for an answer so I can help them. I've got access to other ministries of what they're teaching, and I have permission to send their teachings to other countries because I know where I'm at on my teaching and ministry level. And I know one thing. They said, oh, yeah, you've got permission. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you've got permission to do that. If there's anything else we can do, let us know. And I said, well, you can count on that. <laughs> you know, you can count on that. Would you like to send us a satellite dish? Are you going to replace a satellite dish? Would you like to send us a satellite dish down here? We got plenty of land down here to put a satellite dish on. Yeah, they haven't responded to that yet, <laughs> you know. But, but, but yet at the same time, I, th people may laugh about it, but I'm serious about it. What can we do to not only reach our local community, but what can we do to reach out here? What can we do? As we pray, as we pray and believe God's Word, that as we, God spoke to me over a year ago, just in the little thing that we got to get it back together for the children to come in and come around and take their coins and everything. God spoke to me over a year ago what I was supposed to give into that once a week. Once a week. And then he spoke to me again. In, in about 15 months, he spoke to me six times to increase my giving. Now, that's me. I want you to pray about this. I want you to pray about this because I pray over that which I give just in that cup with the children. Father, I am given. This is not the tithe. This is the offering. And I know the offering and the alms, the provision of it is mine. So now when we receive the offering, Brother Rusty, when we pray over the offering, I want us to start including. And Father, as we receive the tithe, the offering, and the alm, 
we pray for the provision of the tithe to be loose to the people. And Father, for the offering, we pray for the provision of the offering to be loose to the people. And as we pray and receive the alms, which is given to those that help minister to them, it's given to those that will help them meet their needs and everything, we pray that the provision of the alms will be released to the people. And so what happens? When we do that, then you start thinking, Father, I thank you that you are the one that rebukes the devourer for my sake. You are the one. You are the one that said that men would give in to my bosom. I walk around in the Air Force when I'm traveling. I walk around and I see a bunch of people coming. And I say, is these the people that's going to give me finances? And two or three times I've had them stop. I said, you're an American? I said, yeah, yeah. You here on vacation? I said, no, sir. You're not here on vacation? I said, no, sir. You ex-military? And I said, yeah. Was you stationed in the Philippines? I said, no. Well, can I ask what you do? I'm here on missionary. I'm here working with pastors in Bible schools. And we sit down and talk for a few minutes. And they'll get up and reach in their pocket and hand me a wad of bills, pesos, and say, I'm not coming back. Would you take this and use it? And I've counted that. Now, it may not be much to us, but right now, one American dollar is 53 to 54 pesos Philippine money. And I've come in and counted, I think the last time I come in and sat down, I put it in a Ziploc bag where the, where the inspection people can see everything. Everything I travel with is put in a Ziploc bag. Now, not all of it in my carry-on because they can see my Bible and everything like that. But it's all in Ziploc bags. And I counted it. And there may not have been much to us, but there was over 10,000 pesos that this man had given to me which was only about $20, $20-$21. And I prayed, Lord, I pray for the blessings of God. You know the person that gave this to me. You know their name. I pray that you will bless them because they may not have known what they did, but you know what they've done, and I'm asking you to bless them for what they have done. But I expect it. Why? Because God says, I'll have favor with man. I'll have favor with man. I, 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 you know, I go to a store, I wonder if there's anybody in here today that's going to give me favor and put money in my hand. Hadn't happened yet, but it's going to. <laughs> and then it'll go into the ministry. I don't keep any of it for myself. The pesos, I put it up in a bag so that I can get through the airport without having to go back and get exchange dollars for pesos. And I carry that to get me through there. So I want us to get a hold of this, and I want us to start realizing that we got an opportunity this year to get a hold of this and start practicing and putting God's Word into fulfillment here and bringing it to pass that God will look at us and say, here it comes, here it comes. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but I've got room to, to receive more finances. Anybody else got more room to receive finances that God can trust you with? Yeah. If you have, raise your hand to God and say, here I am. Hallelujah. 
So what's happened? We see in Romans chapter 4 that Abraham, Abraham, the father of our faith, he says in 16, Therefore it is a faith that it might be of grace, by grace, to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Did you get that? Sure to all the seed. We are the seed. We sow seed. We scatter seed. We expect a harvest. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that, which, that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. In other words, we are in the, we are in the line, in the gate, so to speak, to receive the fullness of the blessings of Father Abraham now. Not when we get to heaven. Not when we get to heaven. And being not weak in faith. Look at your neighbor said, he's not talking about us being weak. He's not talking about us being weak. We're not weak in faith. We're strong. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now my Sarah's already gone on to be with the Lord, and she let me know right fast that she wasn't named, her name was not Sarah. <laughs> he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So look at your neighbor and say, you're strong in faith. Point to yourself, I'm strong in faith. Hallelujah. And being fully persuaded, thoroughly convinced, you might say, what he had promised he was able also to perform. Just like Abraham, we need to be fully persuaded that what God has promised he will perform. This is agreeing with God. This is agreeing with God. God is waiting for us to come into agreement with Him. We agree with one another, but sometimes, listen to me, don't get upset with me. We tell people sometimes, yeah, I'll agree with you. I've learned in 41 plus years, going on 42 in April, I've learned I want to know what I'm agreeing with before I say I'll agree with you. Speak to me specifically what you're wanting me to agree with. And when they do, I get a clarification. Now you're believing this. Yes, yes, yes. I said, okay, then I can agree with you. Now please don't misunderstand me or get upset with me. Sometimes when we say, yeah, I'm in agreement with you, it goes yonder. We don't think anything about it anymore. When it ought to be a mental note, Father, I thank you that I am in agreement with such and so, such and such here today. I agreed yesterday and I'm in agreement. And until that thing comes to pass, I am in agreement with it. And when doubt tries to come, no, I'm in agreement. No, you can't stop my agreement. Uh-uh. I resist you and you'll flee from me. You're not going to take that agreement away from me. That person, that other person, is counting on that. But then yet I found some other people that I have agreed with maybe a week later, and they'll say, I said, how are we doing on that agreement? Well, I mean, you know, I said, they said, we, you, you know, I said, no, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. And I always make them commit to me when I tell them, I can agree with that. Let me know when that agreement has been fulfilled. Let me know. 
If it's a day, a week, a month, let me know. And I say, and the Holy Spirit will quicken it to you. So when we do this, let's stand strong in the Lord and the power of His might and let it know, hey, I am in agreement. Till hell freezes over, till Jesus comes, it doesn't make any difference. I am in agreement with this. I am in agreement with this. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to change my words. We're in agreement, and it will come to pass, because God says, if any two of you agree on earth is such an anything to ask of the Father, it shall be done for them. It shall be done for them. So what's he saying? It will be done while we're here on earth. When we're caught up out of here in this earth to meet Jesus in there, we're not going to need anything from this world. We're not going to need the power of agreement. We need it right now. I tell the Lord, Lord, with the things that are in my spirit that I believe is of you, but I'm not sure, so I want to make sure. But right now, I need a million dollars. Don't look at me like that. Because when a million dollars comes, it's going to go into the ministry. I don't need it. I don't need it. My lifestyle doesn't need that. I don't need an eighty or $100,000 automobile. I've got a 2003 automobile that is now a classic. I told Kayla, I will drive my car. My car is a classic. It's 20 years of age. It's a classic. I am a classic. You can ride in my car that is a classic. Yeah. And you can look at that, and when we're going down the street, you get that proud look on your face. Because we're in a classic and it's still running. And people sometimes, they don't say that as much anymore. Well, you, you, need, to, you need to get a new car. And I said, you going to pay for it? Well, no. I said, then we'll forget it then. I like my car. I hope that thing lasts me until Jesus comes. And then I may talk to him about rapturing it to heaven. <laughs> that car is dependable to me. I love it. I still haven't figured out how to use everything on it yet. I finally just got the book out, opened it up, thumbed through it, stuck it back in the dash pocket and said, I know all that I need to know. I've got the only car in the country that will lock you in itself. Y'all know about that story, don't you? Everybody heard that story? Yeah. I go out the other day to start it, turn on the ignition key, click, 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 and I'm thinking, that don't sound good. And I'm sitting there and I try it again. I said, well, that isn't going to work. So I tried to pull the keys out of the ignition. They wouldn't come out. The car wouldn't let me have the ignition keys. And I'm sitting there pulling on it like that, and all of a sudden I hear a thunk, and it locked the doors on me. I've heard of being locked out of your car, but that's the first time I ever heard about anybody being locked in their car by their car. And I'm sitting there, and I can't get the door to open, and I'm pushing the lock. You don't have one of those little stems sticking up you can pull up. And I'm sitting there pushing and pulling and everything that I can, and no, won't do a thing. And I sat there, I said, Lord, we got a problem. <laughs> Lord, we got a real problem here. And I said, Lord, I need for you to send an angel to help me, one that is a mechanic that knows and has knowledge of automobiles, and I'm sitting there still trying to get the door unlocked. And finally I reach over, 
And I pushed this lock button. And then I push it, and then I pull it. And finally it goes, kind of like it's grunting. And it unlocked, and I got the thunder out of that car, and I went in the house. So my nephew comes to jumpstart it, and he had heard about this. So he said, we're going to leave the window down a little bit just in case it tries to lock us out. I said, Blake, that is wisdom. This car has a mind all its own. Most of the time it's in tune with God. But the other day it was acting like the world. <laughs> but now I've got it back in line. I've got it back in line. I've cast whatever it was and they're out. I rolled down the windows and cast it out. And now, in the name of Jesus, that thing will not get back in there. But you know, I'm thankful for my automobile. It's failed me once or twice, and I've had it going on seven years. And I forgive it both times. I forgave it. But I speak the Word of God over it. And like I said, Gayla, get in, shut up, and thank God you're riding in a classic. <laughs> and when you see somebody on the road, I wanna, I'm going to look over there and see if you're... You know? Like that. So I want you, I want you to take this teaching home with you tonight. I want you to look at it. We're going to stand on God's Word, and God is going to bless this congregation. And in 2024, we're going to do more to reach our local community and to reach the world because our heart is to share God's Word, to share God's Word with God's people.